And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, it is time now to take a deeper dive into the cattle markets. What is happening right now in this cattle trade? We've been seeing some pretty lofty levels here. Can we continue? Can we find another leg higher? We are going to talk about that. Joining us today, Senior Beef Analyst at Robble Research North America, Robble Bank, Lance Zimmerman is with us. Lance, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for the invite, Jesse. Happy to be on. Well, I know first off, uh, Robble Bank, Robble Research, you guys have a brand new North America agribusiness review covering all commodities, livestock, et cetera. The cattle section, uh, you had a hand, of course, in putting that together. And I just want to start there real quick as we get into our discussion about the cattle market. Just look at that report, Lance. Uh, looking at a few of the bullet points, feels like a lot of the things that you and I have been talking about here in recent months just regarding the tight supplies and, and some of the strength in this cattle market overall. Could you touch on some of the highlights from that review? Yeah, I mean, I lead with the most important thing, really, when you look at the graphs I picked in that report, the the biggest one that's top of mind for all of us is what's been top of mind for, gosh, the last four weeks, cattle prices on the fat cattle side, uh, challenging new record highs and putting in new record highs, obviously, over the last several weeks. And I think, you know, as you and I talked, and really, probably as you talk to any an- analyst in this space, um, all of us expected the cattle market to be strong through the end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter. I don't think any of us necessarily thought it would be quite this good. Uh, and so, hey, we'll take it. I, I'll always take a miss to the market when it's to the benefit of our cattle producing friends. Uh, and that's really lifted up not just the fat cattle market, which, you know, on a five area weighted average basis, just topped 180. Um but it's also propped up the feeder cattle and calf markets too. And a lot of that's been permeated off of just an exceptionally strong wholesale beef market. Uh, the cutouts been above $3. You ignore the pandemic disruptions and some of the spikes we saw through there. Uh, this is a new all-time high, well above what we would have seen in the previous cattle cycle highs of 14 and 15 on the wholesale side as well. Well, a lot of things to take a look at and unpack here, Lance. And I think about this market and the strength that we're seeing. I wonder and I I worry. I've heard some of the chatter. You you mentioned, you know, the cutout side and, and cash side, but but hearing some talk, you know, we're maybe pulling ahead some cattle, pulling in some lighter weight cattle here as the supplies are tight. Does that worry you? Does that concern you at all in this cattle market right now? I mean, the best thing is if we're pulling cattle forward at this point in time where the market is, is at its, you know, seasonal highs, you know, typically we think about a traditional high in the fat cattle market coming usually in the month of April. Uh, If we're pulling cattle ahead into this period, uh, it usually means that the market can, while it may pull back from the recent highs that we traded, we saw maybe instances of that last week, seeing some softer trade around the countryside. What it means is we can kind of hold together these prices, perhaps a little bit longer that it doesn't have to be a, a moonshot higher and then a moonshot lower to the bottom side as we go into the, the second quarter, early third quarter lows. So in my opinion, what I'm seeing is if we are pulling cattle ahead, it's not necessarily showing up in the weight data yet. Weights seasonally drift lower into Memorial Day. I'm not seeing a, a bigger than normal decline. We still have weights below a year ago, but that's to be expected. High feed prices, more calf feds in the mix, the tough winter weather we had throughout the entire northern half of the U.S. 
Um, nothing really reeks uh, of us sending a, a disproportionately larger amount of light cattle to market. And if we do, like I said, it can mean that maybe we hold this market together better as we get into the summer lows. I know uh, here last Friday we had a cattle on feed report. Uh, some yeah. folks saying they felt it was bearish. Other folks saying to me, how bearish was it? What, what's your take on that cattle on feed report and just uh, some of those updated numbers that we got last week? Yeah, I'd be in the later camp. You know, um, I, I think certainly as you look at it, it was a surprise when you when you consider the placement number. And really the placement number is the one that we all need to focus on. Marketings tend to correlate very well with steer and heifer slaughter. We can track that kind of daily. By the time the report comes out, that number is kind of old news. And so really the only thing left on the balance sheet that kind of ebbs and flows this thing and swings the number one way or the other is the placement number. But at the end of the day, what we have to recognize is we had 11.6 million head on feed reported on April 1. Yes, that's down roughly 500,000 from where we were a year ago at this time. A year ago would stand as one of the largest Aprils on record, or at least let's say practical, uh, largest in 20 years in my data set that I'm tracking. Um, and as we look at it, though, it's still the fifth biggest of the last six years. And so I think that perspective is important. Then, Jesse, the other number I always like to look at is within that report, what was the number that's been on feed 150 days or more? And when you look at that number, uh, it's basically the fourth largest in the last five years, uh, sitting there at basically 2.3 million head, uh, just on the, the bottom side of 2.3 million head. Last year, it was just above 2.3 million head. So that front end supply still reasonably large. So that tells me as we navigate through the next, let's say 30 to 60 days, we're still going to have an adequate fed cattle supply to kind of supply the packer and supply the consumer with the beef they need going into grilling season. And somewhat similar to what our expectations have been from the start of the year, the bigger declines are going to come in that fed cattle supply and in resulting cattle slaughter as we work deeper into the second half of the year. Lance, great thoughts. One other thing I want to ask you about, I know we've seen corn prices pull back a little bit here in recent weeks. Is that going to help out the feeding margins at all here in the cattle sector? It will. I mean, you talk to your producers and everybody, whether you're uh, in the heart of the Corn Belt or down to the Southern Plains, they would still echo the same sentiment that, hey, corn prices have broke, but the cash market is still stronger relative to futures than what we're norm, you know, what than what we're accustomed to. I think there's still a market environment that exists where essentially. The market's trying to bid that corn out of some pretty tight hands. Farmers recognize the market dynamics at play. They've been rewarded uh, for being tougher sellers the last several years. And so I think that's playing into this as well. And then just the regional dis distribution of, of where that supply is, is still extreme. They're the haves and the have nots. And you see it in weather patterns. You see it in corn supply. The corn price breaks going to help. No doubt. It's not breaking as much as producers want to see it if they're on the cattle feeding side. It's already broke too much if you're on the sales side. But I think going forward, the weather patterns suggest get this crop in the ground, get it looking good. Each day, we should see a, a better forecast for us compared to the past couple of years from a weather standpoint. That should support continued grain price breaks and improve feeding margins. With that, Lance Zimmerman with Robobank Senior Beef Analyst, Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great one, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you, Jesse. 
And this has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.